Welcome to our final episode of Business Wise Volume 1. When we're done with this episode, uh, this will be the last you will have heard from us until next year. How about that? Uh, when we will start Volume 2. For those new to Business Wise, this is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Hard to believe we've been recording these for a full year. We actually kicked these off in January, not quite anticipating what we were about to go through, but merely as an added benefit to the WISE membership. Little did we know, but that this series would be originated just in time to help many of you through some of the biggest economic challenges you have faced to date. And it has been extremely gratifying to the team here at WISE that, judging from the floods of emails back, business-wise has been of value to you in times like these. Let's, uh, let's expect and anticipate a brilliant future, shall we? But if we do, we best understand what the future is and how to control it. Have you considered that? The idea of actually controlling the future. You have probably discovered that if you don't understand something, you can't control it very well. And if you do, you can control it better. Indeed, this is the rationale behind business-wise. And that's based on basic principles from Mr. Hubbard. The more you understand management, organization, promotion, sales, etc., the more causative you're going to be in these areas. That's pretty logical. But let's take a look at an area that many consider they cannot control, especially right about now, which is the future. Can we control the future? Can we predict the future? Well, functionally, that would be the same thing, wouldn't it? If you can control something, then you can predict it. You control your car, don't you? Hope so. And if you can control it, you know exactly where it is going to go, how fast it will get there, where it will be parked, etc. If you don't have that sort of prediction, you might not even get into your car at all. Imagine this. You know, I'm going to jump into my automobile and I wonder... Where it's going to take me this time. I hope I survive this trip because the last time my car took me into a pileup on the freeway. No, that better not be how you drive. You drive, and to the degree you have certainty and confidence as to where you are going and in your ability to control your car, you get to where you want to go and you predict it. And it comes true to that degree. So logically, could we have this kind of prediction of the future if we fully understand the future? So the intention of this episode then is to give you a better understanding of the concept of future so that you can better control it. How about that? First of all, let's define it. Mr. Hubbard described it in his book, Science of Survival, as follows. Now, before I get into this, let's clarify two terms. One is time track. That's the track along which time is moving. So you've got a past track that you've experienced already, and then you've got a future track ahead of you. Then you've got something right in the middle of it called present time. Present time is now, now, now. That's present time, okay? 
So now, here's Mr. Hubbard's definition of future. Quote, on the time track, that area later than present time. Perception of the future is postulated as a possibility. The creation of future realities through imagination is a recognized function. End quote. So the future is what is up ahead of us. And our perception of it, if we see the future, it is postulated. In other words, it's put there as an idea. And the future reality is created through the manifestation of our imaginations. So, in other words, I, looking to the future, I postulate that I'm going to have a house with a two-car garage, say, in a certain community. Right? That's my postulate. It's my perception of the future as a possibility. It's something that I'm imagining. Now, two or three years down the road, I live in that neighborhood in a house with a two-car garage. So what happened here? I created that future through my imagination and through my postulation of it as a possibility. In other words, I am to that extent controlling the future. We predicted the future to that extent. So my postulate, my imagination was I was going to have this business and it was going to be up to 25 staff or 30 staff. We're going to be producing this much revenue. We're going to have these kinds of products. We're going to have these kinds of customers. These are all postulated, imagined futures and they become real. They become our reality through the manifestation of that imagination. Pretty simple, right? Okay. But it doesn't always work out like that. Notice that? For some people it does, and for some people it doesn't. And I don't know how it goes for you, but uh, there seems to be a variable here where some people can manifest the future, can predict and manifest the future, they imagine it, and it becomes uh, real more than somebody else. So maybe what we should do is isolate the qualities that the one being has versus the other. If we can isolate those things, then we can improve our own ability to predict and control the future. With me so far? Let's cover a little more information about the future. This is from a lecture from Mr. Hubbard from the 16th of December, 1953. He says here, quote, but now let's go a little higher. And instead of saying, now, let's see, how can I figure this out so I know what's going to happen? Supposing he says, he's talking about the individual here. Supposing he says, now, let's see, I'm going to accomplish end goal. See, he says this, I'm going to accomplish end goal. And that's all he does. And he accomplishes end goal. And that's very simple. Then he really has predicted the future, hasn't he? Or he, I'm going to undo end goal. So he does. He's really predicted the future then, end quote. So Mr. Hubbard now is giving an example of an individual predicting future by saying, I'm going to accomplish end goal or I'm going to unaccomplish, undo end goal. Right now he's predicting the future. So then he goes on to say this, Mr. Hubbard says, so one predicts a future as much as one is cause. So, so if you look at the common denominator between the individuals who are predicting and making their illusions a reality, their imaginings a reality, their postulates a reality, and those who are not, you're looking at a variance 
in the level of cause, their ability to be cause. Back to Mr. Hubbard here. He says, so one predicts the future as much as one is cause. The future isn't a pattern laid out to abuse and bully you. The future is a beautiful playground that nobody happens to be combining. You talk about virgin territory. The most virgin territory there is, is the future. You can do anything you want with it. Nobody is doing anything with it. How about that? What a fitting topic for the end of 2020 and the commencement of 2021. When you are here now about to make your New Year's resolutions about what are you going to accomplish in the coming year, your ability to accomplish that is a function of your ability to be cause. Now, that seems pretty simple, but then how do you increase level of cause? Well, Mr. Herbert goes on to describe what is not cause here. He says, this is from the same lecture, he says, quote, when everybody's just kind of drifting along saying, I'm not cause, and I'm not going to do anything, I'm not going to change any particles, let's have a board meeting, let's have a this, let's have a that, and let's not have any cause here anyplace, let's just drift along and skid along and go along, and somehow or other we're going to wind up somewhere or other on the track, and we'll find a future waiting there for us. Isn't it nice that we're so logical that there's always a future waiting for us? Now, that's that's not cause. That's the being who's just kind of rolling along and having meetings and doing whatever is the drift along. They're drifting with it. And, um, yeah, that would not be a cause point. That would be the effect point. And that person is not about to create any future, uh, is not causative over the future, and thus is unable to control it, and is thus unable to predict it. Okay, so you predict the future to the extent that you are and willing to be cause. Now, in a book uh, entitled Advanced Procedures and Axioms, Mr. Hubbard describes the being that controls the future. He says, Future goals take care of themselves when the pre-clear moves out into beingness. Now, I'm just going to take an aside here to, to mention that I do not feel that many give correct importance to beingness. They're all about doing this. We're all going to work hard. And we're all going to do this. And we're all going to do that. And we're going to have this. And we're going to have that because we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that. And that's, let's learn how to do this better so that we can have more. Always talk about doing this. Always talk about having this. Where does it talk about being this? But it's being this that puts you in the driver's seat on the future. So he says, future goals take care of themselves when the pre-clear moves out into being this. The future is always full of traps. This is Mr. Hubbard. He says, the future is always full of traps. Where would we ever get randomity and adventure if it was not? So don't count on having the future not be booby-trapped. That's part of the fun of the whole thing. That's part of the game. You know, you see guys getting all upset about, you know, how this blew up and that went wrong and, you know, this person quit and, you know, I was investing all this time and, you know, they're talking about it like this is this big agonizing moment. But, you know, frankly, um, if you really take a close look, they're relishing the moment. They're relishing the game. Like, look at this booby trap I survived. 
you know, have you ever had a bunch of guys get together, you know, work together on some project or other a few years ago and uh, maybe quite a while ago and they're describing their experiences together and they're laughing and they're chortling and they're getting along great, talking these great stories about what? The booby traps. That's what they're laughing about. That's what they're always talking about. The stories are always about how they, you know, so-and-so slipped up and this and that happened and, you know, somehow we pulled together. Of course, at the time we weren't laughing, but now we're telling these stories. We're all laughing about it, okay? So he says, the future is always full of traps. Where would we ever get randomity and adventure if it was not? It is a matter of facing the future confident and unafraid despite obstacles that distinguishes the superior being. Hmm. Oh, that's an end quote. Let's end quote. <laughs> you know what's Hubbard and what's not. Okay, that's Hubbard. It is a matter of facing the future, confident and unafraid, despite obstacles that distinguishes the superior being. You know, let's go back to our car analogy. You know, have you ever seen someone who seems almost afraid of their car? How well do they control it? You know, they get gingerly behind the wheel. You know, something's... You know, some noise is going off. They're all worried about it. And it's like, you feel safe uh, taking a nap in the car while that person is driving? That's, that's, that's my evaluation, by the way, of a, of a driver. Can I sleep while they're driving? Okay. And some people I can and some people I can't. So, um, so there you go. They're, they're, you know, if, if the person has a backup about their car, they're not going to control the car. They're not going to predict the car. If you have a fear or if an individual has a fear or worry or concern about the future, there's a lack of confidence there. They're not sure. They're afraid. How well are they going to control the future? Same thing. You follow? So I'm just going to read this over again. Future goals take care of themselves when the pre-clear moves out into beingness. The future is always full of traps. Where would we ever get randomity and adventure if it was not? It is a matter of facing the future confident and unafraid despite obstacles that distinguishes the superior being. How do you like that? So what's the correct target here? Your beingness, your confidence, your lack of fear. That's how you uh, get in the driver's seat here, sticking to our analogy. <laughs> That's how you get into the driver's seat of the future. A few more tips on this. From Mr. Hubbard, if you go to, there's a website called battlefieldearth.com. L. Ron Hubbard authored a book called Battlefield Earth in 1983. And uh, an interview was conducted with L. Ron Hubbard and printed in the Rocky Mountain News, February the 20th, 1983. And it's an incredible read. Okay. And towards the end of that interview, I'm going to list some of his quotes here because I think they are so apropos to uh, the ending of 2020, the commencement of 2021, and to invite the qualities, I guess you could say characteristics of an individual. Here's a couple more points on this that puts them in the driver's seat with regards to controlling and predicting the future. And I quote from Mr. Hubbard here from that interview. He says, I think one of the most vital measurements of a person's life is the number of friends he or she has. And when you count them up, don't forget to count yourself. 
So then he goes on to say this. He says, accomplishment is measured by the achievement of one's intention, and achievement gives the individual a feeling of personal worth and value. Okay, this is incredibly important, okay, incredibly valuable, because it, it tells you how to build up these two individual feelings, and uh, we're going to come back to these, but the feelings of personal worth and value, very, very, very important, and they are acquired through achievement of one's intention, through accomplishment, which is measured by the achievement of one's intention. You have intention to do something, you accomplish that thing, you are going to have an enhanced feeling of personal worth and value. doesn't specify what it is. You know, you're going to learn to sing. Okay, so you start taking singing lessons. We are starting with a hum. And uh, you achieve that intention. And all of a sudden, your sense of personal worth and value are going to increase. Now, you say, look, I'm going to learn to sing. And then you don't learn to sing or you quit or you don't really stick with it and you don't achieve your intention, there's no accomplishment there, that's going to influence a feeling of personal worth and value in the other direction, right? So whatever those targets are that you're seeking, whatever those intentions are that you're seeking to achieve, their accomplishment is vital to those two things, personal worth and value. Then Mr. Harvard goes on to say this, Quote, get a person to believe they have worth and you will see them come alive because most people today become convinced that their lives are worthless or without purpose. Give a person purpose and worth and you give them life and future. End quote. That's how you give the person life and future, purpose and worth. What is your purpose? discussed that many times throughout the uh, past year of episodes. There's episodes on how to find your basic purpose. There's episodes on, on the value and importance of purpose. We're going to keep coming back to purpose in volume two, but what a sentence, what a statement. Give a person purpose and worth and you give them life and future. Then he goes, this uh, incredible paragraph follows. He says, when you understand the source of aberration, when you understand the game, when you regain your worth and purpose, you have gained more than the world. You have gained the stars and beyond. The interview, 20 February 1983. You can read the whole thing if you go to that Battlefield Earth website. If you haven't read Battlefield Earth, you ought to. It's a very inspiring, incredible book. And um, there you go. There's some pointers to set you up for an incredible 2021. It is going to be incredible. I'm predicting that. <laughs> I think we're going to have a, a hell of a rocket ride, honestly. And I've been so, so pleased to see the feedback from uh, the members and the listeners, how much they've valued business-wise and how much it's helped them get through these challenging times. And um, I don't know that the challenges are... Uh, I'm going to end anytime soon. There's always going to be challenges. There's challenges up the road. There's going to be these uh, booby traps that we'll be able to survive and get through and tell stories to our uh, children, our children's children, about uh, what a bunch of tough cats we were back then. 
and how uh, how easy you all have it nowadays, you know, because we built a better world. Anyway, I'm looking forward to telling those stories. I actually do tell those stories already, but that wraps it up for today's episode on the future. Uh, have a happy new year and uh, an extraordinary 2021. I'm looking forward to uh, starting volume two come January. And uh, let's have a rocket ride into the future and uh, a far, far better scene by the end of uh, next year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, all your support. We have, you know, well over 50,000 downloads, 54, 55,000 downloads of uh, business-wise, you know, well over 1,000. I think we're up to 12 or 13. I think we're almost 1,300 followers, subscribers. If you like the episodes, do say so by clicking the like button and uh, feel free to leave your comments. We certainly enjoy reading them. And we love hearing from you at info at wiseeastus.org. So write us there. Um, I may not answer you instantaneously, but I will answer you always. So please do write us at info at wiseeastus.org. And uh, see you next year.